There's no rules! We need to pat you on the back a little bit once in a while. Like, this is your yeah. day. You're yeah. proud of it. Dustin, I'm curious with you, man. Um, like, now being a part of the staff here at Franklin Bridge, what are some what are some highlights that you love being here? Because I know that, like, because when Scott told me that Wilkerson was coming on, Scott Hassey told me that Wilkerson was coming on, I was like, this guy wants to come here? Like, and this is before we had the, the fitting place and uh, our, our, the studio and all that kind of stuff. And you know, he wants to come here, and it's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can believe that with the, with the uh, you know, environment that we have. But now that we have all the facilities, and now that you're here too, like coming from that golf course that you played only when you'd come out here for cash, like what is it about that's changed and why you love it here? Um, I think a lot of the – I mean – Granted, I spend a lot of time right here behind us over here in the bar and, and eating food and getting good <laughs> drinks and kind of, you know, like last night I was here till 8.30 talking to some of the members. I mean, yeah. where else can I do that? Like, I literally sat there and we got a table and we all chit-chatted for over an hour and a half. You can't do that in a lot of places. And yeah, most places everybody immediately leaves. Yeah, um, yeah. That... Or not goes to, like, that, the men's grill or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that not yeah. only just helps me get face-to-face -face with these people, but it's also an ability to find out who they are. Mm. So then the next time I see them, I can have a conversation with them uh, not golf-related. Most places you go that are golf is just golf-related. Like, I can't have an actual conversation with you that's deep, which is what humans crave. We want deep conversations even if we don't want to admit it. I had two people. So we have the podcast here. <laughs> right. I had two people. We have some ladies for the first time hanging out for the podcast, too. Like, I had two people today stop me and be like, hey, man, how, how are you doing? Like, they know it's really busy season for me, and I work. Like, they see me. Like, if they come by the club at 7 a.m., I'm there. If they come at the club at, what time is it now? <laughs> 8, 8, 15. Like, yeah. you're there. And there's Donnie. What's up, Donnie? Donnie, baby, you ready Go for Donnie. our trip? Let's go. Coming soon. There you go. Let's go. Let's um, go. Hey, just give me a call. Maybe I'll be the one. <laughs> but like, they genuinely stopped. Like, no, how 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 are you doing? Like, how's the family? Like, how are things right now? And I can honestly tell them. I can't just be like, hey, we're doing great. Like, it's it's good, but like, it's a little stressful right now. Like, I don't get to see my wife and kids as much right now. Like, this is it's a hard time. They're like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Like, keep going. It's yeah, and that's kind of. You know, when I when I first came down here, I was working underneath Scott at uh, Twelve Stones. We had pretty much the same thing there, um, and I wasn't doing it full time, but I was trying to. I was getting there a ton. I was helping Scott out every time that he couldn't make a lesson. He would text me and say, "Hey, I've got two people need to reschedule, but if you can make it, they're going to be fine with you doing it." Um, I told him, you know, because like, I know my stuff. He was able to vouch for me to go do it. So I would pick him up as much as I could, and then I would do all the club work because we had tons out there. Um, and so when he said, hey, we're going to make the transition to Franklin Bridge, I was sitting at a desk job, and I just plainly asked Scott. I was like, hey, man, do you, you think this is worthwhile? Do you think this is going to be something that I can leave my desk job for? And he was like, I believe so. I had a conversation with Brooks, and he was like, when can you get out? And I was like, I can send my two weeks today if you want me to. And so we, we in, I ended up giving him a date um, of like May 1st or something like that. And then my work just paid me out and said, you're done. And I was like, hey, I'll be there like next week. I mean, so we just like jumped on. I mean, it was just like 
me and Brooks had probably an hour conversation in the putting lab one day, and I just told him how I felt about what we should be doing there and kind of the different – I don't want to push people to clubs. I want to push them to being better, um, and sometimes the club isn't going to be the answer. Hashtag there's one rule. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. Like, I find myself, now that I have people here to send the club fit, because people would ask me about clubs, I'm like, I just don't have the time to fit. Like, Elijah was a nice interim in between, and he'll still do some here and there, but I'm like, now that I'm seeing, I'm actually looking at their clubs at the start of the lesson. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And so I'll actually kind of go into that space. Like, we did a River Club Clinic last night. People were like, man, how do I hit my five iron, four iron? I was like, dude, you just don't need your five and your four iron. Like, go see Dustin. Go see Scott. Go ahead and book that. Like, maybe we get a club gapping first with Elijah and then go do the fit. Like, it's just like we finally have, like, the whole thing. The only piece we don't have is the fitness piece. That's coming. Foreshadow. But it's coming. <clears throat> well, I think this is also a great opportunity to pivot to you and Scott talk a little bit about you and Hank as well because I see a lot of similarities between Wilkerson and Dustin to you and Hank. And so I know that that's something that you wanted to touch on here as far as just like the similarities and differences that could be there. I mean, what do you see in that relationship? Well, I, th I think it's kind of neat. Like, I actually didn't know who Hank Johnson was when I started because I wasn't in the golf instruction space. Like, by and large, like, golf instructors having their own entity or, like, not being club pros who teach. Like, that's really what it was, was club pros who taught when when you and I were growing up playing. It's like, oh, you kind of just went to your club pro. He didn't just, like, teach full-time like we see nowadays or just do club fitting and club repair full-time. Like, you didn't see that. That wasn't a thing. And so... I was like, I don't know who this Hank Johnson guy is. I mean, but he's taught on the LP, he's LPGA Tour, like Shani Wah, Nancy Lopez, like all these big names, PGA Tour. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. So I go to be a PGA golf professional. That's what I wanted to do. Got a job at Greystone Country Club, chasing a girl, got married to her, like down in Birmingham. And you have to get certified to teach. So I had to spend... <clears throat> 40 hours where you just sat and watched and you had to make notes and then submit those to Hank for him to review. And then you got to watch a lesson but be an active participant. So let's say I'm doing the stuff like I did with Donnie with the right arm and hand. Hank's like, hey, why don't you go and show him how to do that? And so Hank would sit back and watch me do that. So like to see how good I am at executing it and getting better and stepping and doing it. I had to do that for 40 hours. Then you had to do coaching sessions in between where kind of like what he was doing with Wilkerson of like, hey, Wilkerson can't be there. Dustin's going to step in and kind of keep moving him down the same track. He had to do that for 40 hours. And then you started giving your own lessons, but Hank watched the first, like, so you're talking like this in-depth process of like learning to teach. And then a spot opened up as his, as his instruction administrator. And I was the only person actively pursuing teaching and doing that. And he said, do you want to take it? I was actually about to leave the the golf club business I had a terrible like I just it wasn't terrible it just wasn't ideal like kept coming in and working insane hours I mean I work a lot of hours now but it just I was like it just 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 isn't great like so many people were getting a bad taste in their they're mouth they're your hours though they're not anybody else's like right right and so I uh, I was like you know I think I'm just gonna get out of the business unless I can just teach because I really love teaching and Hank told me about three, four years into teaching, he said, whatever you do, you need to teach. If you get out of golf, you need to teach. Like, whatever that looks like. And so, um, I'm so thankful for that. 
and had those moments kind of like Scott kind of investing in him sitting down and at the Cubs game, I remember Hank had a major car accident. He 12 ribs separated from his back and he's 68 years old and I'm going to the hospital. He's in the ICU and they're like, Hey, he's, you can go in and talk to him. He may or may not talk much. And I go in there and I'm like, Hey Hank, how you feeling? He's like, what can I do for you? I was like, dude, you're laid up in the hospital bed. Like nothing's like, no, what, what can I do for you? Like if I told him I needed something, he'd be like, pick up my phone. And I'll make a like f- call so-and-so and we'll take care of it. So like, I don't know. We've both had that same experience and Hank didn't give me a lot of those moments. I only had a few here and there, but when they were there, like you could tell it meant a lot to both of us. And so that's just who we are here at the bridge, you know, and, Brooks is taking that role in a very different way. Like, Brooks knows enough about teaching to just kind of keep me in check a little bit, but he doesn't know teaching at the level that I know teaching. doesn't need to. And so for him to take that role for me is huge, and I think he serves that way for a lot of people here. So I don't know. It's my chance to give back. It's why it's really cool to see, like, Erica's my junior program director. I brought her up. Like, I'm kind of doing the same thing that Wilkerson did. Like, Elijah taught him for two years. And now he's teaching, like, it's neat to see, like, that's just a part of who we are. And you're running my podcast, and I'm, poor, like, I don't know. Like, that's cool. How many yeah. other places can you find that? Not, ma- not many. And I was going to just kind of chirp on um, the fact that you said you had to just sit and watch him. So the the beginning of my career was me just reaching out to Scott and saying, hey, I'm enjoying coaching college golf. I'm enjoying caddying. Like I'm, I'm in golf all the time. But if there's one thing I don't know, it's I, I would, I would love to get um, the fitting side down. And he said, "Just come watch me. I'll send you my appointments." And so I literally have probably spent hundreds of hours just watching him fit people, learn the nuances and how he tells stories, when to insert a story, when to insert, you know, a, a a tip or how to approach the guy with a tip that's actually going to help him. And those things actually help out more than, you know, we can we can study numbers. You can't study how to portray that to people. Right. And that was invaluable. When I, when I think that's that. the separation, not only in teaching, it's a lot easier to do that in teaching, but in fitting too. Like you got to watch that. You were like, he was watching a fitting one time and he's like, Scott's teaching. I was like, no, no, no. He's hitting it so bad. Scott's trying to get it close enough where we can get some sort of fit, in which case Scott's going to turn and say, hey, like, I don't, like, go over here. Hassie will take care of it. I just like, didn't realize that with the fitting. Like, he was trying right. to get a small enough swing to where he could fit off of that. Like, his goal is not to fix the swing. His goal is to get him the club. <laughs> like, right. Right. And, and, and he was my trying goal, to get enough to do that. So I'll do the same, like, if they long irons is the easy one for me. Like that's that's the low hanging fruit. It's like I want to hit my long irons. Like, hey, here's a hybrid. Here's a high lofted fairway wood. Like, let's hit this. I, I, it's not even the right fit, but it's just like something for them to see. Like, why? I'm, oh, like, but I want to hit my long irons. It's like, oh no, you missed it, bro. Like, it is the club, but it's the swing. I was like, I get that, but for your swing to get to where it needs to, we got like eighteen more months, bro. Like, it's gonna take too long to get there. Like, go ahead and get a club. Well from the fitting side and like the club building side the long irons are or distance past at the moment um i've kind of made the switch and i'm i'm a great player i think in myself um i've switched to graphite shafted long irons my six really? five and four are graphite 
And I hit a blade, so it's like, okay, well, why has he got a graphite shaft and, and a, a blade? blade yeah. Well, it hits it higher with less spin, and it lands softer. So I control it better in the wind. It lands softer than the steel did, and I still get more distance. Like, and you're probably fine with it being right. weighted as well. It, yeah. Well, we have it weighted perfectly to match the other ones. Oh, nice. So yeah. we can do all that. Yeah, they that. can do all that. That's it's so incredible, yeah, dude. That's so it's so, so cool. Yeah, so what we do is there's there's these weights we can insert into a, a graphite shaft into the tip. We add that. They make them 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. You, start, you can really change the swing weight. We do all that. That way you don't have to add a bunch of excess lead tape to the back. That's so um, cool. I didn't, can, I didn't even know that. So like, you, I knew they did something, but I just didn't know what it was. So, yeah, we can, we can change the whole thing to where it's the same weight, the same swing weight, the same fill. Everything's going to be the same as your this standard stiff shaft that you've been hitting for 20 years. But all of a sudden now, you look up for it after you've hit your shot, and you can't even see it because it's... It's so high. It's, it's higher. It's so high. But the thing is, the shafts are so good now, that thing's not high and spinning. It's high and boring. And so then yeah. it stays in the air longer. It goes through the wind, and then you land softer. So you're you're getting the benefits of technology, but keeping it old. And that's something that people right. could do if they don't want to go to the hybrid. But the hybrid should be the play. I want to stay on this a little bit because I think that uh, Tate Tate's the man. If you guys see Tate around the club on Wednesdays here, please say hey to him. He's the best, and he produces the podcast. So little plug to take there. Uh, no, but staying on the uh, topic here, Dustin, like I want to talk to you a little bit about the club fitting aspect. Like, for example, I've got my set right here. I love it. In what way, like, I guess my question would be, if I came to you for a fitting, but I like my stuff, is there any benefit to me showing up? Or is it kind of one of those deals where, like, if the athlete likes what he's hitting, then just let him hit it kind of deal? That's such a good question. It, it, that is – that's a very deep, multifaceted question. I, I kind of intended here. it to be. But, yes, exactly. That's the reason <laughs> you asked it. I'm going to um, eat a little bit. The, the grand scheme of things is, yes, you still need to come. Um, th- there's a lot of fittings that go into your set, um, even if you love it. It might not be the set for the course you're playing 75% of the time. Oh, yeah, fair. Um, one thing that I'm starting to try to be better at, and I know Scott's really good at, and we've been addressing it more and more with people out here, is not only just, hey, are the club length lie fit for you? Is the law fit for you? Is the shaft, grip, weight, you name it? One of the big things, and we we kind of preached about it in that first podcast a month ago, was bounce. People don't realize each iron has a bounce. So I might be able to get you into an iron or shave some of your iron, the bottom of it off. I might be able to add some bounce. There's some things we can do to do that to where all of a sudden you're getting better contact through the turf and you don't even realize you may be losing a little bit. So Interesting. Is is it if granted if you're playing all the time and you're shooting seventy five and you're you're loving it, I'm probably not gonna touch your clubs. I'm gonna say, buddy, stay the same. Yeah. But if you're somebody who's shooting seventy five and wanting sixty, you know, sixty nine, we need to do a deep a deep dive into it and see if there's those minimal strokes we can we can gain. That might be a driver or a putter fitting, but and it might be your wedges or your irons get to bounce better. So when you're hitting that four iron a lot of forearms have a lot of bounce. Yeah. And if you're somebody who digs, and then all of a sudden you have something that's kicking it out, mm. then you're struggling on that facet of, like, you're having to change your swing for a forearm. You shouldn't be changing your swing for a forearm. 
it becomes a very in-depth question that we can then we can then help you get a four iron in your hand that gets it through the ball or through the ground, launches it the same as you're hitting your six or seven iron, totally. and all of a sudden you're, that four iron that shot that scared you is now does not. That's so interesting because as I'm sitting here, I'm I feel like I'm one of those guys. Granted, I'm kind of breaking into the 70s right now, and so like uh, 75 that I shot that one one time out here, which I was ecstatic about, and and since that 75, it's kind of been in like the like this anywhere from like the 77 to 82 range, right? And so I'm like. Now that you're t- we're talking about the way that irons can dig, the bounce profiles, everything that's happening on the wedges, I'm, or on the on my whole set, I'm just like, oh, maybe I need to go to Dustin. Yeah, see I mean, if we, something we, needs we, to get we talk about it all the time with wedges. Yeah, but the iron is the same thing. Correct. Yeah, and Strixon makes irons that have like a little bevel. Mm-hmm. They make irons that are flat. We mm-hmm. have wide base soles. We have anything and everything you right. imagine. Right, right, right. It right. helps you. Make the same consistent swing each time. Love that from yeah. nine to four. Mm. It, it's really neat to kind of hear that dialogue because then it's like, what, like, what is it that brings the score down? And so many people are like, well, it's it's the it's the Indian, not the arrow. I was like, well, most of the time, yes. Like, but so do it, is it is it the <laughs> club or is it me? It's like, well, yes, both. Yeah, it's it's both. And so, um, you know, we're trying to make it both easier for you to play better but also make sure we don't trap you in an old golf swing that's bad too like you know one of the my least favorite things is guys will go get that are have really bad motions right they'll go get fit somewhere that doesn't see real ball flight a lot of indoor stuff which i hate yes it's awful um and it's like well you know he's super over the top super toe down so they put him in like four or five and he's slicing it so you put him in four or five degrees upright and then I'm like trying to get him to make the motion I want, and then he's heel digging everything every time, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't stay with the motion, even though the motion's good. But now the club's bad, and it's not a forged club, so now I can't bend the clubs, and now we're stuck. So something um, in that regard that I've, I've been really wanting to talk to Scott and Brooks about is um, Scott w- Scooter or Hassey? Hassey oh, and, yeah, yeah. and and Scott Wilkerson and Brooks and the whole nine yards about is. And it's a new thing in golf, and I realize this, and it's kind of – we're pushing the edge here at Franklin Bridge anyways. I feel like this should be part of the conversation. Is there's a lot of – like the niche market golf companies now are selling what we call a practice club. And so it's a a contribution of like I'm talking to Scott who's trying to get him to make a move. For him to make that move effectively, that club may need to be like – completely altered in some kind of crazy way so then when they make that move they see the result then they can do that move enough to then that becomes their swing and then we can alter their full set but if you're not wanting to do the full set you need a practice club that i can go in there i can shave bounce off or i can add bounce off or you know like you know the nine yards or i can i can bend it to like seven degrees flat or something you know we got to get him going under and then all of a sudden the only way that thing gets is he's shallowing the heck out of it you know there's there's things that we can do to then help him in the long run as well and so that's kind of the next step i see kind of what can happen so which it, which which is also really hard for beginners who are trying to make the right motion because most of the time they're probably grabbing a set off the rack or from a play it again sports or something like that to where the clubs are not giving them the ability to make that motion. Well, we talked about the iGen stuff that was here before. Like so many of our juniors, like yes, like US kids is probably the best on the market with the exception of iGen. 
but like a lot of times they're still super upright. Yep. And so these kids get these over the top swings just to try to get the club in. The kids are smart. Exactly. They're little athletes. Like they try to find a way to make it where it's flat against the ground. Then you make them. Oh, that was a great motion. Like I hit it terrible. Like, well, yeah, because the club's terrible. Yeah. There, there's one other brand like called like Epic that we we saw a couple of the kids bring this yep. this past few weeks, but. Um, there's not many options out no. there. Well, so the fact that you bring that up, Hank talked about this all of the time. He said, I believe that people need a set of clubs to practice with and an entirely different set of clubs to play with. Now, what we would do is he would build clubs and like he'd just take them out of our fitting equipment and bend them and change them. And we like, Hank, I need this club. I was like, well, we'll just call <laughs> Callaway. That was the old school way of doing it. And Wilkerson does it that way. Like, oh, I'll just get the club and we'll figure, like, well, we'll figure out price later. Like, and we may not even charge for it. Like, whatever. Like, let's get him in the right club. So, like, he's talking about something that Hank's talked about doing for forever and we would do in little ways. We just don't, we got to find a way to tell that story. And I think actually right now we're starting to tell that story. Yes. Like, um, so I looked at Wilkerson. I said, Hey, I know enough about altering clubs to put a kid into a club. Uh, I haven't doing it with one of my kids right now. Uh, Van Roberts. I have him in a triple X flex two iron Shrixon. It's, it's extra flex. It's extra stiff, hard stepped. Uh, and then it's trimmed at the, I get the ends. What, which makes it stiffer? So we would we'd cut it near the, the butt tipped. end. No, the tip, yeah. You would yeah. chop a lot of the tip off. It's going to be stiff as can be. So it's as stiff as it can be. But I, you, you, could, no, you could also it's then. similar to my two you iron. Could, if we had a peering machine here, which is probably the next step, you could peer that thing to where it's bending it like open, and then all of a sudden set it in there at standard, and then he's really got to get after it to then hit it, and then that's even making it stiffer because now he's. Really got to work to get that. Yeah, so, crazy. So dude. for Van's motion, like there's a lot more. There's a lot more to his motion. He has a very Freddy couples like really like. There's a lot of hand movement down at the bottom, and I like that for him. And so I said, all right, this two iron is the like, it's the gateway into all the great golf you want to play. If you don't make your movement exactly the way I want you to make it, you cannot hit this. Now, if he makes a certain component wrong, like if he screws up his, his right foot, it'll bleed out to the right. If he screws up his hand release, it'll dive hard to the left. If he screws up his posture, like it moves up or down a little bit, his contact will be all over the place. If he screws up multiple, it's like it's terrible. So today in his lesson, what we did, I said, look, he's like, man, I'm just struggling with that driver. I was like, pull that two iron out. It took him about a dozen shots to get one where I like graded it like a 9.5. I was like, great. Everything was like at a 7.6. I was like, nope, it's not there. 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 And then, boom, I said, grab the driver. Like, immediately grabbed the driver, flushed it, 277 in the air, high draw soft. Hit a couple of them really good, then started losing it again. I said, grab that two iron back, go again. Boom, boom, boom. Took him about a half a dozen this time. Got one. I said, hit one more. Hit two more. Boom, hit two. And then grab the driver again. Pop, 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 pop. I said, have I convinced you yet that this is the club that you need to get to where you want to get to? So this is very similar into the vein of, like, I know enough to get that, but what I need to be able to do is, like, hey, I need it to be something like this. Like, hey, can you get me a club that's six degrees flat? Exactly. Like, crazy stupid and you can play with length. I don't really know what shaft to put him in, but, like, I need it flat. Mm -hmm. Like, I know enough to be able to communicate to him, and they know enough about the swing to be able to help, like, so, put it, the puzzle together. 
So this bleeds into kind of where I want to end, if that's okay. So this is going to be a challenge. You're, you've, I don't think you've ever seen me swing. Uh, you kind of know where I'm at right now, the high 70s. Uh, Scott knows a little bit about my swing, so I'll give you a little crutch there. So hold on, Scott. Don't give him anything yet. I'm going to give you uh, three clubs of mine. I'm going to give you a wedge. Uh, I'm going to give you a seven iron, and I'm going to give you my three iron. And I'm going to have you ask me some questions that are based off of fitting and see if we can get these clubs in a better spot than we left them. Right. He would normally measure all this stuff. in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't, don't have any of your equipment or anything exactly. here. So um, it's all kind of going off of bounces, so looks, feels. Right off the bat, I'm going to give you a big praise for only having six bounce. If you play here most of the time, that's perfect. Six to eight bounce out here. We play on this firm ground. That's great. I also like the low bounce because I like in his motion and he's still training. I'm like, if you screw it up on a wet day, I want you to be pissed. I want you yeah. to be <laughs> terribly pissed. The The next thing I'm going to say about the wedge here is I'm seeing a lot of heel marks. Um, and I don't mean heel is like you're healing it because the face has nowhere. Yeah. So I'm talking about there's a lot of dig here on the heel. And not a lot here on the toe. Yeah. Um, there's a little in the middle. Yeah. That, in my mind, is probably you're hitting a lot of flops or chips with this, and that's the reason that that's happening. Or open um, face. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Open face. Yep. Um, it's hitting in the hill. What I would like to do with if, if it's you a shoddy practices a lot. Too. Yeah, and it's a shoddy practice a lot. If I was, if you were to say, hey, how can I make this better? We, you're probably standing pretty close to it. Let's get you more upright. Um, all of a sudden, that hill will now be center and. And we'll and just right off the bat of that one, I would I would assume that for your height, yeah, it's it's not upright enough because when we're hitting those chips, we typically we typically choke down too, which mm. also makes it um you're gonna need it more upright the more you choke down. Yep. So because you're standing closer, and if this thing's like this and you're sweeping across it, yeah, you can be consistent with it, but I would much rather it be like here when you're hitting it. Instead of this, you know, it all of a sudden be that. So he's looking at it through the club lens. Yep. I look at it through the motion lens. I've been trying to convince Jack for the longest time to stand further from the dang golf ball. He gets in there too close. Hands get real close to him. I was like, look, like I got him down in his catcher position. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to hold your hands like where you sit as a catcher. I want you to just stand up from there. And his hands are out further away from him. Like, that's where they need to be. That's where they're trying to get to through your motion. Yeah. And sure enough. So, yeah. It's we're doing, the same. It, he's like, crap. That's why he tapped me. He's like, From what I see, the I hands are probably working away and up. And then when that happens, that leads to the heel. Um, but you are swiping across it. So, obviously, it's going to do that a little bit. But we can still help you make that same motion. Yeah. But if you're doing this, I'd much rather see a lot more heel or for sure middle to toe wear for sure for sure you know what's funny about that is i'm starting to toe more of my shots which means i'm standing further away yeah. about time there we go so uh now yes go for the seven iron i don't know if there's any if, i don't know if there's going to be much you can talk about there, on the there's, seven iron. there's nothing here in the seven iron that i can maybe talk about besides let's look at the grip we can a little wear there. Yeah, okay. Okay, so what size? I can't see it because you got Arcos. I'm pretty, sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's mid-size. Is this mid-size? mid-size? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think with uh, I think it's still. I think it's just one wrap. Yeah, one, one wrap. wrap. The, the, right, the right thumb here, pretty, you can, I mean, we can see it here on TV. I mean, on TV, but right here in person, <laughs> yeah, you probably YouTube. can't see it online. But there's a pretty big dig right here. 
Mm-hmm. If we could get you, even if we kept it one wrap underneath the left, but two underneath the right, maybe that helps your right hand be a little bit more loose. I don't know how long this has been on there also, so this is very... No, yeah, you know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. So, so that that would be that a, a way to, to get a little a little bit better right hand movement in it and more natural. You might even actually swing it faster because the right hand is no longer gripping hard. Um, and that's yeah. one of the things we want. You know, you want your arms relaxed. And I want him to be able to, we started his first swing that we talked about. And so the people on the pod who've listened for a long time will know this. I want him to play kind of a pull draw pattern. And so I want that right hand rolling across the top. So I don't mind a little wear, but that makes sense that that right hand needs to be a little thicker, a little taller. Yeah. Make it a little bit easier for you to do that with less like having to get force pushed it, down, yeah. force it down. Yeah, so much. It, 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 he, it, you're a big guy. I mean, you're much bigger than I am. I play a lot of midsize with some wraps underneath. Yeah, and I don't have the the biggest hands. Um, but like it just allows me to hold the club in a way that then allows me to be able to use my my bigger muscles instead of relying on a lot of I'm, whipping with my hand. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. So here's the here's the last one, and I'm actually yeah. going to give you my four iron for comparison yes. because this could lead to some clues here. Okay. Um, but I'm going to give you my four iron as well. The three iron is a really really unique club in my bag. It's very very unique. So so, so, so you've given me a few tips here. There's a lot of dirt on the toe. I don't know if you're just w- washing the heel because you're contacting it there, or <laughs> or the toe is really digging. So you could just be throwing me a loop here. It could be. Um. I also I think I hit like two shots at that today. I, and I don't know if I cleaned it. So can I give him a hint? Yeah. Uh, if you yeah sure I'll let you give it. I'm not gonna give it away. I did some tinkering with the fit as Gareth was fitting him. Well, I did some tinkering with the fit to achieve similar to what I did with uh, Van. Yeah. To achieve a certain force, a certain motion. When I'm when I'm looking at the bottom here, is there's actually on this three iron very even wear through turf. So that tells me something, like he's working on something here that's getting you there. So in my, if if we think the wedges need to be more upright, I'm going to guess that he made your irons a little bit more upright. All right, you, you got the fit, so he's correct there. Um, your four iron doesn't have a, a speck of anything wrong with it, which is pretty crazy. I pure that thing. I love it. <laughs> I, can, so, I can see <clears throat> He's a player, when we tried to do hybrids, doesn't hit him very well. The, his style of motion, he hits long irons really well, and he likes to hit long irons, and they're critical of his motion when he hits them poorly. Uh, so we, we played with the lofts, hard step, soft step, some of them, to try to get him to play them a little different. And, and, and that's kind of where I was talking earlier. You know, like my, my long irons, I've, I've switched to the recoil, which is, I mean, I, I know it's a Scott product, the UST. Um, but I, f- I firmly believe in it. Even there's um, there's that gray shaft that Kuchar plays, and a lot of his irons is still fiber. I have one of those in one of my irons, too. It's great. There There's things that we could do to mimic the hybrid, but you're still using an iron just because yeah. today's technology is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that, even, like, this shaft right here, this Project X 6.5, is probably in that 120 to 125 range mm-hmm. for grams. UST's uh, recoil, their extra stiff one is 130. So, I mean, it's heavier than this. I think these were the heaviest and stiffest shafts we could get 
at that time as at well. The, at that time, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's just crazy when you're talking about, like, you can have, the like, the same weight. I know we talked about, like, I can still add weight to it because sometimes you have, like, really light head weights. Um, like, the head itself is just really light. We can add some weight to it. But in the grand scheme of things, like, th- the shafts now that are graphite are just as heavy. I find, sure. I find from well, the T... Before you say, okay. let's tell them what we did with the three and four iron while we're on the topic here. Go ahead. See if you know. So what we did with the three iron versus the four iron, the biggest thing was I'm going to be a good, and I am, a good long iron player, right? So we wanted to be able to keep the three iron in there without having the same length as a four iron. So if you, could, if you see that three iron is actually shorter than the four iron. If you pull it all the way down. So it's actually, it should be an inch shorter than the four iron. All the way around. Um, close. Or maybe it's a, a quarter inch or something like yeah, that. It wasn't look, a they lot. Looked, yeah, they look very similar. It, it wasn't yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, but what we did in order to compensate with that, so now I've got a shorter lever that's easier to control, right? So it's going to improve yep. ball striking. And... Which uh, made it shorter. Which made the shaft shorter, right? Mm-hmm. And we, in order to compensate for the lost distance, we bent the, uh, off, the we, we bent the lot forward so that we can still maintain. So I got a distance. little more control out of that long iron. I was like, he's just not quite good enough yet to hit a full length three iron, even at his strength level. So I was like, let's shorten that. I still wanted to be able to hit it and just strong, strong loft it a little bit. And I bit. was on the quad today, and I carried that three iron. 217 on a string today with like mid launch. It was pretty sweet. You're hitting it further than I do my two iron pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's really neat to like hear the crossover of like I'm a super novice when it comes to like club fitting. Like I have I have knowledge in club fitting. Like I'm still better than a lot of people in club fitting, but I'm like nowhere near where he and Scott are. Yeah. He and Scott are really good teachers, but they're nowhere near where, where I am on the teaching side. But, like, because we're both so experienced in our areas and we're experienced enough in the other spaces, we can dialogue together and work together to get people where they need to be, which is how it should be done. Right? Like, I don't have to be the hero all the time. I let them be the hero. They don't yeah. have to be the hero all the time. I get to be the hero. Yeah, Neither of us gets, has to be the hero all the time. Put him on the golf course with Elijah and, like, Hey, dude, like, you know that Scott's been telling you not to hit a long iron and they fit you for some hybrids and fairway woods and you didn't like that? Like, you need those, bro. Stop trying to hit. Hey, we're going to hit seven iron here, but I need my five. We're just going to hit seven iron because it's the only club you can hit. Like, it's the whole team is put together the way it's supposed to be. And, like, everybody's knowledgeable in every space, and when anybody gets stuck in a certain space, we get to ask on the other side, like, hey, what are you doing with this with this guy? Like, he's hitting it terrible right now. I'm trying to do this. Like, hey, you fit this guy with this club. Like, can you explain the fit to me a little bit so that I can, like, when I get questions about the club fit, like, I actually don't really know what he did with you, like, but if he can tell me, I can communicate when yeah, I'm, when for I'm sure. fit, if you want to teach it you. So. Which I think is the like, the best way to, like, make this thing come full circle is we have the people who are like, uh, I love this analogy. It might not be the best, but like pawn shop owners have to know a little bit about everything, right? Because they, you know, everything comes through the door, right? What I love about Franklin Bridge is that we have the people here who know a little bit about everything, but specialize in one area really well, right? And across all of the staff that are here, we have someone somewhere that knows a lot about the area that you want to be in, right? Whether it's the club fitting side, whether it's the teaching side, whether it's the junior side, you can get better here. And 
everybody is gonna gonna know where to go for the answer if they don't know because we have it right here, which is what I think makes Franklin Bridge so special. Yeah, and I think that's what makes every great team special. For sure. Like if you look at all the leadership books and all the business coaching books and all of the or all the great sports teams of all time. Right. Like, like sports are becoming more and more specialized. Like you're going to specialize in a certain space and become an expert at it, but be knowledgeable enough about the other spaces so that they work together properly. For sure. And it's neat to have that now and not just to have Scott and not just to have Dustin and not just to have Elijah, not just to have me. Like we have this wonderful team together and we're still growing and we still kind of have our own spaces a little bit. Yeah. But like we cross over as we should. For sure. And it's just fun to be able to do that and really proud of that. And Brooks kind of, navigating the relationships to like put the pieces together in the right way. Like if we don't have Brooks, like all of us probably end up in different places and it doesn't match and none of us get to thrive in the way that we're all supposed to thrive. Absolutely. So, you know, it's uh, also a final shout out to Brooks. I know this will come out after the USAM qualifier, but what an awesome place. We're not even, we still, I still don't think we've hit our stride yet as an entire club. And as us, like we're just taking off. So, Dustin, thanks for being here, man. Any closing thoughts? Um, you, you, go see him. Yeah, go see go see me and Scott <laughs> Wilkerson. Um, we can really help you out. Um, just to, to rehash, I mean, we we had a guy today, you know, who came back after that fitting and he gained forty yards of driver. Yeah. You know, that's an extreme. But what if it was twenty or twenty five? I mean, that's still incredible. What if it was 10? Yeah, it just let's, let us help you. What um, if it's just hitting, and it's also hitting it straighter? Or yeah, what if it's hitting every fairway? You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many things. Like let us, Most people are just going to want distance, but w- yeah. also that we can, on the courses we play, it's a lot of, we just need straight, you know. Um, but one, the, the, the way I wanted to close it, granted that we are on a podcast, was I was talking to Hassie about this the other day. That me being a tutelage under Scott, I have a weekly call with Scott. Yeah. Set up where we talk what he learned that week on tour, which is literally like a private podcast. Like I get to oh, learn dude, yeah. every single thing that he did that week. To be a fly and, on that wall, yeah. Yeah, and like figure out what's better. And so like if if I am not learning and getting better when I'm have a secret private inside to what every PJ tour guy's doing then, you know, I'm probably in the wrong place, but obviously we are making strides because people are making great advances. Mm. Definitely. So, you know, to, to have that ability to have that as a reference, then to be able to then spin that and, and spit it to everybody here at Franklin Bridge, it's just awesome. Man, that's awesome. Well, it's y- cool. Thank you for yeah. taking your time to be on the podcast, man. No, we really appreciate it. it. Appreciate Thanks it. for having I'm ex- me. I'm excited. Like, I know it's hard to like show my enthusiasm because I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, we've both been out yeah, here all day. We've been here, uh, I don't know what time it is, 8.30? <laughs> Wait, 9 o'clock? We've been here for well, four, pushing 14 hours at this point. So thanks, Jack. Tate, thank you, man. Tate, appreciate you, man. Yes, if you guys uh, aren't you listening, much. if you guys aren't listening, make sure that you are listening on the platform while giving us either a five-star rating on Apple Music and leaving us a review really helps us or by going on to Spotify and giving us a follow so that you guys are notified when we release a new podcast. So thanks so much. Uh, book Scott's books are going to be on Amazon. They're also here in Franklin at Franklin Bridge. So if you want a signed copy, do that. Dustin, you're here too. Uh, the fittings are obviously here. There's a QR code outside of the shop where you guys can scan and set an appointment up. If you need anything, make sure that you leave a comment on our Instagram at FBPI Golf. 
Franklin Bridge Performance Institute Golf. We really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for being on the episode today, Dustin. Appreciate you. Uh, from those of you here, we're signing off on the back porch of Franklin Bridge. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.